Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk. Um, and it is March 1st, 2020. I don't know how it got to be March so quick, but it did, and <laughs> it's officially March. Uh, we had actually an extra day in February. It was leap year. Uh, so forward we go into March. We march into March. Um, the energy this week continues to be a little wild. And if you were, you know, kind of paying attention last week when I said, okay, what we want to watch for is what's in the news this week, last week. Um, I said this last week for the week ahead. What's in the news? Because that's what we're going to be working with all summer long. Because Venus was giving us the movie trailer of the summer. Now, what's, you know, what's, which she was doing, she's in Aries. Of course, she's, you know, opening square to all the Capricorn planets. She was back in them in December, right? She was kind of hanging out with all the Cap planets. And when we have the opening scare, we have scare, square. <laughs> I guess that's kind of, they work together. We have the uh, the crisis of consciousness. We have to do something. We get aware, we get told what to do. But because Venus is doing it now, and Mars is going to do it from June 23rd, to November uh, till January 4th, he's going to be in Aries, three squares to all the Capricorn planets. We were looking this week, and this part, the beginning part of the last week and the beginning part of this week, to see what Venus was going to be bringing our way, what Mars, when he gets into Aries, was going to be bringing our way. So I said, you know, pay attention to the news because you're going to find out what we're dealing with all summer. Now, I have to say, you know, you don't always know what it's going to be, but, you know, I'm like, well, we're watching the election, you know, we're watching, you know, the Democrats are all fighting, you know, there was that really kind of heated debate in, uh, the heated debate in South Carolina. However, uh, coronavirus showed up. Of course, it makes a lot of sense. Venus and Aries spreads real fast, and the square uh, to Saturn, to the authority figures, to how we're going to work with it. And Mars, of course, is now going to be doing the same dance, but he's going to be doing it from June 23rd till January 4th next year. Now, one of the reasons Mars, he normally takes two months in a sign, one of the reasons he's going to be in Aries so long is he's going to have a very big retrograde, right? He's going to retrograde on September 9th. And then he's going to go direct on November 13th. So it's kind of the election campaign, right? So I was thinking, oh, the elections are just going to be really kind of crazy. But Mars is also our principle of moving forward, right? And when he goes retrograde, he goes backwards, or he doesn't get to go forward. What does Mars and Aries not getting to go forward, going backwards because he's arguing or he's working with the authorities sound like? quarantine <laughs> so i was like oh we're going to be a quarantined from september 9th to november 14th 15th that's going to be the mars retrograde of course that's big you know think of what you had planned for september october november because mars is going to be going backwards then of course he's also going to be um, squaring, you know, the Capricorn planets, and he's going to be hanging out with Eris, the goddess of discord. So I'm like, wow. So Mars retrograde, he squares everything in August, then he's retrograde from September through uh, December, 
or through November, and then he's direct again November 13th through January 4th. And he's moving between the period, the planets. The degrees of the retrograde is the degree of 15 Aries through 28 Aries, where Venus and Saturn are hanging out right now, hanging and having fun with our stock market, right? Um, and so, of course, Venus is money. And so Venus square Saturn, the stock market plunged. And companies started saying, hey, you know, we're a hotel chain. Mir Marriott, our, our things are going to be affected. Hey, we're this people. Our things are going to be affected. Hey, we're, we're the airplanes. Our things are going to be affected. Because if we can't go running around and spending the way we normally do, we're going to be, you know, we're not going to have money and we're going to have all this backward stuff. And we're going to have Mars, the planet of action and principle, blocked. Because when squares happen, they're blocking Mars from taking action. So they're going to block us from moving forward. They're going to actually say, go backwards, go backwards, go back. So I was like, wow, this is big. So, and of course, I didn't anticipate the volume of the, the noise this week. But Mars is out of bounds this week, too. So he's kind of out of bounds. Well, he's gone back in now, but he was out of bounds in, in Capricorn. So it was bigger bigger than we normally have so we you know we watched the debates there was a lot of there was this moment in the in the south carolina vote where everybody was like yelling and of course elizabeth warren she's the venus and aries on the stage there um amy klobuchar too is too but elizabeth was very venusian in aries you know with mike bloomberg um and that energy that contentious stuff which i anticipated with the debates but I hadn't really thought about the coronavirus. And, and the fact that it just blew up all week, I'm like, oh, that's the summer. Now, one of the things that happened is when we have Saturn and Pluto meet up, we have plagues. We have plagues. And so, uh, you know, in 1982-83, I was a member of the New York community. We had the AIDS epidemic. In the 40s, 47, 48, we had a big polio epidemic back to the great influenza, the Spanish influenza. Now, back in 1915-16, when we had it, we didn't have airplanes where we flew all over the place. It came from boats. And it got here, but it took it a while to get here. This one's moving a little rapidly, right? So it's kind of Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto. And we have been talking about stock market corrections. I know I'd been saying it to you guys for a while. And, of course, I'm old, so I'm out of the market. Uh, I mean, conservative stuff. I don't want to lose my <laughs> what money I have saved, um, I didn't want to lose it. So I'm, I've been sitting on the sidelines, you know, kind of watching the market go up, going, yeah, 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 yeah. And so when Venus hit the square to the Capricorn planets, and, of course, the United States chart has Capricorn in the second house of money. So when Venus hit it, Venus in Aries is very fast. And it was like boom, 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 the market went down. Now, when Mars goes through there, Expect more boom, 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 boom as the market goes down, right? Because, you know, this is not over. This is the beginning. And uh, so just know that we're going to be working with this. So what do you do, right? We know the aspects are coming. We understand now what the movie trailer was because we all got to watch it last week. And now our job is to figure out what we're going to do. And, of course, you know, if it is as big of a pandemic as we're, you know, being – some people are saying, some people are saying no worries, no worries. Um, but because it has a fairly long incubation period before you get sick, you can get infected and not know you're infected. So you want to do things like build your immune system. 
I know back when I first started talking about this a couple of weeks ago, I ordered my N100 mask. They're getting a little harder to find, but I'm traveling a lot this year. So I intend to be wearing it when I'm on an airplane because you're breathing recycled air, right, including all the germs. Build your immune system. Uh, there was some stuff on the Internet about, you know, and I do this when I travel. I take airborne because, you know, I get on the plane and I get a little snuffly and I pop that airborne, which is vitamin C. Uh, it's So, you know, vi- you know, get your vitamin C, get your D3, get your selenium and your zinc and your magnesium. You know, kind of get a little stash because that helps build your immune system up and it helps your body fight viruses. The thing is, this is a virus. It's not a bacteria. So penicillin, nothing that, none of that stuff's going to work. I mean, it will work if you get a secondary infection like pneumonia uh, because you're going to want to treat the bacterial infection. But basically, it's a virus. It's like a cold. And um, uh, it seems to be young in kids, not, not, not so deadly. And as you get a little older, the, you know, the statistics that have been published, admittedly, they're very new, tends to take out the old folk. And as we watch this kind of unfold and roll, our job is to say, okay, beauty of astrology lets us know what's coming. Time frame, from my perspective, is really going to be that September through November, you know. And I know I had, um, I had been approached about teaching in Italy uh, in that time frame. And I looked at the aspects and went, I'm not going anywhere on those aspects. Now I know why. I don't know anybody's going to be going anywhere. Um, but it also has this very strong energy of Mars going backwards, and he's kind of in this struggle with Saturn, right? And our job is to go, okay, you know, what's the story? You know, where are we, where are we on this? And, and how do we build our immune system up, and how do we be conscious about what's going on? And, of course, it is Sun-Neptune, right? Sun-Neptune meets up this week. Mercury was on Neptune. Uh, so everybody's a little paranoid. So just know it's running a little paranoid, probably not craziness yet. But, you know, there are some cases, and just pay attention. But, you know, I'm going to say to you, probably really hits over the summer, August, when Mars squares all those planets, September, October, November, when Mars is retrograde, going backwards, stopped by the authorities, self-quarantine. Forward, once we get to November 13th, and then we go into Christmas with the closing square. And then we get into January, and we're all good, right? So just kind of you know, stock up on your beans. You know? Stock up on your rice. You don't have to do it like craziness like the snowstorm is coming tomorrow. But every, every time you get, you know, to the grocery store, throw a couple of them in your, in your bucket and bring them home. You know, get some pea soup. Think about if you have to, because it looks to be like you self-isolate for about two to three weeks. So if there's a thing running, you want to have about two to three weeks of food kind of in your house, ready to go, rice, beans, you know, the staples, and uh, and we're going to see what happens. You know, this is this is a story. Back, You know, we go back, I pointed a few, a few weeks ago to Maria Wander's website. I had copied an article that I found on there and put it on Facebook where she went back through the earlier plagues that happened with the Saturn-Pluto. And I have that group that meets at my house, um, and we were talking about the plague of locusts. Apparently there was a big plague of locusts that are attacking China right now. So it's not the end times. 
I don't think we're going anywhere, but I do think we got a, we got a little bit of a wild ride ahead of us. And uh, your job is to be prepared. You know, you got family members, you got people in your life. Get your vitamins now before it gets a little crazy. They last, um, and just you know, prepare. You don't have to you don't have to go crazy, but just being aware, being prepared. And those of you who are longtime listeners, um. You know, back when we had the bird flu, which didn't actually kill us, it killed a lot of birds, but it didn't kill us, I had gone down to the beekeeper down on Union Square and I'd gotten propolis. So I had the group and we were talking about everybody still had their propolis, you know, except one woman. Uh, she was like, I didn't, I didn't get any. I said, I gave propolis to everybody. Um, so get your propolis. Go to your local beekeeper and ask if you can have a little propolis. And it's an antiviral that bees use. And obviously, the you know, the natural things where you can build your body up and strengthen your immune system is what we're looking for here. Um, and, you know, just kind of go, you know, if you've got transits in your chart that indicate you know, might be taken off, you know, get your wills in, wills in order. <laughs> Not that I think we're all going to be taking off. You know, it's it's hovering between a 2 2 and 3% rate at this point. We don't really, again, it's still preliminary. But 3% would be 10 million people dying in the United States. That's a lot of people. You know, if it's less, you know, and it's smaller numbers, great. But you know we're looking at we're looking at a serious amount of numbers if it stays at the rate that we've had reported from other countries that have experienced this many cases, this many deaths. Um, so you want to get ready, you know. And I you know I don't like to be alarmist, and uh, I'm always very much about like I'm a Virgo, you know. We you come to my house, I got enough food in here, I can feed anybody for a couple weeks. <laughs> so you can all come to my house for a party. But I always like to have food. You know, someone's coming over, I can whip up a meal. You know, I just was raised with a mother with a full pantry. Um, And I believe in full pantries because I think they, you know, allow you to kind of be, okay, what am I going to improvise? Of course, I live in New York. I love to order takeout. But the idea with this is we do want to get ready. We want to pay attention. And we want to kind of go, okay. And it does seem to really go after people with uh, breathing issues, diabetics, you know, at least as early reported. And back, remember when the AIDS epidemic, it was the Haitians and the hemophiliacs and the homosexuals and there were four groups, four H's. I don't remember what the fourth one was. But at any rate, they were the H's, you know. So this seems to be the older folk with compromised lungs, COPD, um, stuff like that. And then apparently diabetics, which I'm going to guess is from poor circulation. Uh, So, you know, just get ready and, and it's coming. We've got the trailer this week. Now, maybe it'll be a bad movie and nothing will actually happen. And that would be really cool. But these are some pretty wild aspects we're having, as you might have noticed in your own personal life, in terms of chapters changing and figuring out, you know, where we're going. And, you know, I was joking and I said, you know, I could kind of get into being self-quarantined. I've got a, you know, I've got some books I can read. And then somebody said to me, oh, you're going to be working. And I'm like, yeah, probably. I can do my work by my phone. But, you know, so you want to just kind of make the plan, you know, throw a couple extra cans of beans in the in the grocery cart when you go shopping. Um, and, you know, get ready. And hopefully nothing happens. Hopefully it's like the bird flu, which stayed with the birds and didn't come into us. You know, but these these are pretty potent. Uh, these are pretty potent angles, pretty potent energies. And we did have that eclipse a couple of years ago that lasts for five and a half years. 
um, coming in through Oregon, Washington, going out through South Carolina, drawing a line. Remember, it divided the country in half. And that, that's in place for five and a half years. So I thought, gee, that's going to be an earthquake off the coast of Oregon or Washington. Um, and forward with that. And then interestingly today, on the, I haven't had a chance to see it because I've been busy working, um, and I had a funeral earlier in the day, um, but uh, the uh, Mike Bloomberg, I guess, spoke on the bird flu. And, of course, he's got a really strong background in donating to John Hopkins and, you know, uh, different institutions doing research. Um, and he in New, New York, and I, you know, I have said this kind of privately to people, when he has a chart that profits from the misfortune of others, which sounds kind of weird, but he has all those planets in houses seven, eight, and eighth house planets profit from other people um, going through something. And so in New York, he became our mayor, and we had a guy who was running who was a um, rich son of a rich real estate guy, <laughs> and he was running for the Democratic seat. His name was Mark Green, and his brother was in the family business. And he was running the political piece, and Rudy Giuliani, and Giuliani's term was up. So Bloomberg ran as a Republican. He changed uh, party affiliations. He actually was a Democrat. And nobody had really heard of him. Nobody really knew who he was. He was just a rich guy. But after 9-11, everybody kind of went, oh, my God, we need somebody that knows what they're doing. You know, this other guy is, like, nice, but he's, you know, he's not like, you know, he's, we have to look him up, Google him, Google him. And everybody went with Bloomberg. And so when Bloomberg ran, when he announced, he picked one of the best days in the year to elect, Chard. So I'm a, I've got a suspicion for years he's got a good astrologer, and he all, or he is a good astrologer. He could be one. And he also, when we had the, the 9-11, he did feng shui cures all over, all over the city, which if you know anything about feng shui, he was doing them. And he sits in a bagua, and his building, the Bloomberg building, you walk into the middle of it, it's like a chi, and you get like this bathed in this energy of abundance. It's very cool building, you know, just going through the open courtyard. So I'm like, oh, he totally knows feng shui. And probably because feng shui is astrology in China. They're, you know, it's the same thing. But he picked a great day to elect. And I thought, I wonder if that means we're going to have a 9-11 for the country because he's running for president. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Well, let's see what happens. And then now we have, and I was thinking earthquake in California, you know, where we saw Donald throwing paper towels at people uh, in Puerto Rico when they had their earthquake. And... <laughs> And I thought, oh, if we have an earthquake, because remember, Haiti and Puerto Rico started before we did, right? They were countries before we were. So um, they, they get the stuff before we do. So I thought, hmm, maybe it's, maybe it's the earthquake out west. I think it might be the bird flu. So we'll see. You know, as I said, I've said many, many times, we are sitting here on the edge of history. Get your popcorn. Get your iced tea. Or a beer. Maybe you need a beer this week. <laughs> and, like, watch, because this is really fascinating astrology in action. Astrology in action. And we're going to watch how we get pulled together. And one of the beautiful things of a Pluto transit, which we're all having on top of everything else, the country's having, Pluto transits really take you, take you to the places where you really need to go, where you learn and you understand what you're really here for. Right? They're not pleasant. Nobody ever says, gee, let me have another one. Everybody goes, I never want to go through that again. But boy, did I learn a lot. Boy, did I figure out stuff. So our Pluto transit is heating up. 
you know we're within a couple of degrees of the the pluto of the for the country and we're going to have saturn go over it in a couple of days in at the end of march actually and so as we as we kind of start to experience this our job is to go okay here we are forward motion we're going through it we're going to be okay uh, and we have to figure out how to work with it, how to work with each other, how to cope. And one of the things Pluto transits do, they either divide and conquer or they unite you, take over and to do something and to transform something. So I'm hoping this is very transformational for us. And, you know, certainly we see it in the contentiousness of the arguments, but we also see that one of the things that happens, very similar to 9-11, which was a Saturn-Pluto opposition, the opposition brought the country together, right? There was a Saturn-Pluto opposition when 9-11 happened. Saturn was in the sign of Gemini. Gemini is twins. Saturn rules buildings, twin towers, right? Pluto was in Sagittarius, the sign of flying and fires. So we have flying fires opposite twin buildings, right? That's a, That describes 9-11. Now they're getting married in Capricorn. Capricorn rules the Earth, but in the U.S. chart, it rules our money. It rules our money, and it rules what's of value to us and why it's of value to us. So this is a really important time that we're going to be going through. And so, you know, buckle your seatbelts, put on your helmet, get ready, you know, get a couple cans of beans in your purse, <laughs> and don't forget the can opener, and uh, off we go into the night, into the wilderness, into the wild. This is this is it. We're we're all been incarnated to have fun and go through this and to really honor that when we have a Pluto transit as a country, it is going to really help us understand what our nation is made of, who we are as a people and why we're here. They're very profound. Uh, and I work with Pluto transits because I have Pluto in the seventh. I got found astrology on a Pluto transit that I was having, and I, I talk to people when they are having Pluto transits. And they are really the most profound transformative experiences of our life. And we're having one. And off we go. All right, so on to the weekly weather. I know that was a little bit long-winded. I apologize. Now I am switching calendars because Jim Maynard, in the, in the tradition of all things disappearing on these these transits, uh, I'm in a new calendar. So I'm going to be reading from it for the first time, and hopefully it works. So today, the moon went into Gemini at 2.21 this afternoon, Eastern Time. And uh, it is now in Gemini, and it is going to be in Gemini tomorrow, Monday the 2nd, which is often the, also the first quarter, opening moon, opening square. And it goes void at 9.20 p.m. Tuesday night, the, the 3rd. And it goes void with a lovely sextile to Venus. So today, Monday... And Tuesday are very much forward motion, kind of full steam ahead. Uh, and Gemini, choices, opportunities, ways to work with things. Tuesday is a rocking and rolling day. Venus has her last square to the Capricorn planet. She squares Saturn. Last week she hit Jupiter and Pluto. This week she hit Saturn. And uh, she squares Saturn on Tuesday. Um, and so that should be when the market kind of calms down a little because she kind of leaves and goes into Taurus on the 4th. So her closing exit. So Tuesday is a really busy day. And then at 11.25 p.m., uh, the moon goes into Cancer on the Tuesday the 3rd. And it's in Cancer on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, going void at 2.11 a.m. Friday morning, early late Thursday night, Friday morning. The moon is moving very slowly right now. 
Um, and it does, you know, it has different speeds. So it's going to be in Cancer Tuesday night after 11.20, all day Tuesday, all day, or Tuesday night, 11.25, all day Wednesday, all day Thursday, void at 2 in the morning. And then at 4.27 in the morning on Friday, it goes into Leo, and it's in Leo Friday the 6th, Saturday the 7th, and Sunday the 8th, going void at 4.12 a.m. The Cancer moon goes void at 2.11 um, a.m., and it goes void with a opposition to Saturn. So uh, Wednesday, Thursday, separating days. Friday, Leo, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Leo, Saturday, Leo. i got to slow down. Mercury's retrograde. And it goes void at 412, moon opposite Mercury, again, a separating aspect. And then it's void for a little couple hours, and it goes at 647 uh, a.m. It goes into Virgo, and it's in Virgo um, all day Sunday the 8th, and Monday the 9th, and Tuesday the 10th. And it goes void on that time with the trine, moon Virgo, trine Saturn. The busy days this week are Tuesday. Saturday is very stressful. That moon in Leo aspects all of the Capricorn planets and all of the um, all of the the Sun and the Mars. It's just a very stressful Saturday, the seventh. And Sunday the eighth is a little better, but we also have the Sun joining Neptune on Sunday the eighth, which makes everybody very paranoid in the approach to it. Meaning, as the sun comes in orb of Neptune, people are going to be really feeling paranoid next week on the 2nd, the 3rd, and the 4th. We also have Mercury. Uh, he stations to go direct um, next week on uh, the 9th, but he goes back into Aquarius on Wednesday morning, because remember, he's going retrograde in Pisces. So he's going to go back into Aquarius on Wednesday morning, and he's going to be in Aquarius going backwards. And then he's going to station to go direct next Monday, the 9th, which is also when Daylight Savings Times happens, the 7th at night, you know, the 7th uh, Saturday night. We also have Venus going into Taurus this week. And she goes into Taurus on Wednesday also. So two planets changing signs, plus we have Venus squaring Saturn, which is the market should kind of calm down after Thursday. But maybe longer because the moon is in Cancer and the market is an emotional critter. Uh, and then Leo, you know, is not bad closing aspect, but it's an opposition to Mercury. So it's kind of, you know, I had a few people say, I don't even want to look. I'm like, well, I wouldn't look either. <laughs> you know, and then next week there's a full moon on Monday the 9th. And that full moon is uh, is kind of juicy. Um, and it, it's also Mercury stations to turn direct, and we also begin Purim at sundown on the 10th. So we have a lot of turmoil in the heavens this week, a lot of stressful energies, a lot of inconjuncts. Inconjuncts make us feel like we need to do something, but we don't know what to do, and we're not too sure how to do it. So when the moon's in Gemini, it's going to be forming, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I posted on uh, about Trump's chart. You know, he's a Gemini, so the moon hits the Gemini, and it's forming a finger of God with all the Capricorn planets while he's in Gemini on Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, rather, and then Wednesday, Thursday, he's opposite Trump's Saturn-Venus, 
and then Thursday, Friday, he's into Leo and he's in conjunct. So Trump's having a huge finger of God, which means we, because we're in his country or he's in our country or whatever you want to say, we're going to be having a big finger of God. So this week is very instructive for all of us to look at what happens in our own personal lives because this finger of God is going to be pointing out things that we need to take it we need to pay attention to, we need to work with. And remember Mars is coming in for his new conjunctions a couple weeks from now. So he's kind of saying, you know, you got to get ready people. We're getting ready, you're getting ready. Wrap up stuff, we're getting ready, we're getting ready. So, you know, we've got a lot of intense energy this week, particularly Tuesday and Saturday. But the middle part of the week can be a bit stressed also. So, um yeah, so enjoy today and tomorrow, <laughs> and then just kind of hide, you know, or don't don't hide, just know everybody's going to be very anxious, and with the Sun-Neptune conjunction that takes place on the, on the 8th, we're going to all be a little paranoid, so um, I, I basically spent a lot of time on all this stuff, so the highlights for the next chunk, Sun's going through 11 Pisces to 18, 19, 20 Pisces, when it joins up with Neptune, but the couple of days before the 8th, we're running a little paranoid. But it does have some nice aspects with opportunities. Mercury, of course, we talked about him going retrograde, going back into Aquarius. He stations on the 9th, so that's the 8th, 9th, and 10th. He feels like everything's stopped, but he is stopped in one of the smarter signs, which is helpful. Venus goes into Aries on, uh, she's in Aries now, and she goes into Taurus, rather, on March 4th, which is one of her favorite signs. She does meet up with Uranus on the 8th, so expect unexpected things on the 8th when Venus meets up with Uranus in Taurus. There are some health aspects with Venus on the 8th that help us see things in a way we hadn't seen them before. Venus is in a in what we call a quindicelli, which is a you know kind of a classic health aspect. Go to the doctor if you're sick. Venus is also aspecting the nodes of fate on the ninth, so she's inviting us to a new direction. Mars this week is in a hard aspect on the fifth to the nodes of fate, and he of course is in Capricorn, uh, and he's pushing on stuff. So he's aspecting the nodes of fate in a stressful way. So you can expect to be feeling emotionally pretty stressful on the uh, 10th. And, of course, Mars, as he builds up, we have that buildup. Then Jupiter this week has a health aspect on the 7th. Uranus has a health aspect on the 8th. Chiron has a health aspect on the 6th. So this can also just be really nervous. So remember, there's a lot of, you know, emotional... Uh, kind of stuff out there. And so just kind of go, am I okay? Pat your stomach, pat your head, find your moon, pat whatever part of the body your moon rules, your head, pat your head, your stomach, your cancer, pat your, Aries, pat your head, Taurus, pat your neck, Mercury, hold your hands, stomach, cancer, pat your belly, you know, go down the back, right, down the body, Capricorn, pat your knees. Um, so there's a lot of energy around comforting our physical, emotional nature this week, which we need to be a little tuned into. Pluto is also trine Vesta on March 4th, bringing us kind of new energy around rejuvenating our home. We also have Neptune on March 8th making a strategic decision about how to do things and what we need to do. We also have Ceres in a biquintile to the note of fate on the 1st of March today, suggesting this is how you nurture and take care of yourself. So hopefully this podcast helped you feel 
like you were being nurtured and taken care of rather than scared. I don't, I'm not trying to scare folks. I'm just saying, and of course, we had the bird flu. People didn't get it, but a lot of birds died. Um, this is part of the Saturn and Pluto. It's restructuring things in a very fundamental way, and it points out to us what the structures are in our life and why they're important, and more importantly, how we have to work with them or suggest to us ways to work with them. And if, you know, the hospitals are overrun, you know, we need to be in a position to take care of ourselves. Also, there's just a lot of entitlement running around in the world right now. And just be aware, because I've had a lot of people talking to me about people being very entitled. And our job with entitlement is to kind of look at it and go, oh, they're feeling entitled. What is that? You know, is it my issue or their issue? If it's their issue, give it back to them. Just because they don't want to do something or they think you should do something for them, Venus squares Saturn and says, no, I'm not going to. Venus squares Saturn. She's very clear. She's saying no. And you want to figure out a strategic plan. So I was talking to a friend of mine who was talking about the situation in her life that where you know, the entitlement was running rampant from other people at her. And she came up with a brilliant plan on how to handle it. She didn't want to be direct about it. She didn't want to say to them, you're being entitled and you're being a brat and stop it. She didn't want to do that. But she figured another way to handle it. So that's the other thing. You don't have to be direct. You just have to go, no, I'm going to say thank you, but no. Or I'm going to, you know, just aware of the fact that you're feeling entitled and I don't really feel like I need to give you anything. So you want to kind of watch that energy too because that's like a subtext. It's trying to get us into new habits into understanding how we can work with ourselves better, how we can work with our culture better. So understanding that is also an important component of this next chapter. And I'll carry on about that in the next podcast. Um, In the meantime, I wish you all a good week. I do think it's an emotionally stressful week. But really, we're going to go really wild this summer when Mars is doing it. Mars is the action planet. Venus is we're just talking about it. And that's not to say other countries don't have it. But it is to say it's you know it's really going to be that that's the time frame, um, August, September, October, November, December, quiet, and then we're good to go. Three sets of squares from Mars to the Capricorn planets. So on that note, I'm going to sign off. I'm also going to encourage you to sign up for the pod, for the weekly uh, the weekend adventure that Heather, Mark, and I are doing here in New York on um, the 13th, on the 14th and 15th of March. It's on my website to sign up for. And also we are going to be, we do access astrology. We're going to shift it to another night. We're going to shift it from Wednesday to Monday for a couple of reasons. So this week we'll be on regular Wednesday on the 4th of the month. And then for the Mercury retrograde, we'll be shifting it to Monday the 9th. And on that note, I wish you all a great week. And uh, and happy uh, happy forward motion into spring, and into the vision. Now the other way to use this energy is you got a lot of energy right now, right? So take that energy and get something done with it because you can really push it. Take care. Have a good week. And signing off. Bye.